You're listening to episode nine of the Fuel Your Fire podcast. Today, we're talking about how touch can keep us connected. Hey, I'm Alicia Wood, and I've spent the past 10 years studying self-betterment. I went from lacking confidence as an overweight, socially anxious outsider to becoming a fitness pro and building a thriving wellness community rooted in fitness, play, and mindset. When it comes to wellness, there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach, which is why each week I'm going to bring you a different perspective on all things mind, body, soul. This is the Fuel Your Fire podcast. I'm really excited to share this episode with you. I'm chatting with Ashley Noel. She is the founder of Philosophy and has 10 years experience in the yoga and meditation space. When we originally recorded this episode, it was in the middle of the COVID-19 lockdown uh, when we really weren't able to see other people. And I think as time has passed and as we're, well, as winter is coming, (laughs) somehow that still doesn't get old. This conversation has become even more relevant. Whether you live with a partner or you live with family or you live on your own, you're going to gain a ton from this conversation. We're really talking about how touch can keep us connected. And during this time, I think it's really important that we're feeling connected. This was originally recorded as a Facebook Live. So if you hear anything that kind of sounds confusing, that's probably what it is. (laughs) Anyways, enjoy the episode. Hey, Ashley, how are you? I'm lovely. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm admiring your mugs so much. I have a ridiculous collection of mugs and I'm super jealous of that one. It's gorgeous. Um, How are you doing this morning? I'm good. It's actually the first morning in whatever day, week we're on that I um, put on makeup and curled my hair. So thank you for giving me a reason to like pretend to want to look half decent. So yeah, I'm good this morning though. (laughs) You look amazing. I have not showered yet this morning and did not put on any makeup, but I did. I had like lotion that I was putting on my face and I was like, I've got to lose a few strays and then just started to put lotion in my hair. So apparently lotion's a thing I can put in my hair now. Um, So Ashley's here. So Ashley is a yoga instructor and a yoga teacher trainer, but she's also the founder of Philosophy. And so can you tell me a little bit more about like what philosophy is and what the philosophy is? Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, oh no, the brand name will get old of the pun. Um, yeah, so philosophy was this concept started about four years ago around introducing touch. And in the beginning, it was mostly to introduce more touch in the yoga space and into a yoga class. So when I was teaching yoga, I noticed that for whatever reason, teachers had started to pull away from giving touch or adjustments. And a lot of the students were craving it and would always ask for more. And could you touch me more? Can you touch me the whole class? And the way that I approach touch is more from a supportive space. So it's not from a corrective place. It's not from a fixing place. So in order for me to offer that type of touch, I almost needed to have a different way of teaching, which is more restorative and slow and allow for like long holds. And that's where this idea of philosophy came from in the original style of class that we now teach and do workshops on. But yeah, over the last four years, once you start talking about touch and then you're an advocate for touch, you realize 
kind of up until this whole pandemic, how much touch wasn't really talked about or wasn't even the fore, in the forefront of people's minds. It was just something maybe you got, maybe you didn't get, maybe you had a good or interesting relationship too, but it wasn't really a conversation people would meet up for coffee and be like, how you get in touch lately? Like no one would really talk about it. Yeah. Um, so that's really what we aim to do. And what I aim to do is just to hold space so we can talk about like, what is your relationship to touch? How is it evolving? Where are you seeking it out? If not, can you self-massage? Like the list goes on and on and on and on. I love that you explain it too as more of coming from a supportive place. Cause I know for me, when I'm in a yoga class, like if I'm in a child's pose and somebody's just pressing up against like the, the bottom of my back, you're just, it's a moment of like, oh my goodness, can, yeah, can you stay here forever? Which is very different than somebody pulling my shoulder back and telling me to like lift my chest up a little bit. Um, and, and and both of them are great and needed, but to have that support um, and connection is really, really beautiful. So when people are in your classes, what does like, what does a typical class look like with you? So the main thing that we is like connection, community contact is like our three C's. And so I always start with a check-in question. I want to know people's names. I want to know a little bit about them, mostly because, again, I was just, I pretty much made a class of like all the things I wanted that I wasn't seeing, which I think a lot of business people will do. They're like, I want this and it doesn't exist. I'll make it. So we always start with a check-in question. We'll share, we'll chat. And then it just goes right into like napping in shapes, um, deep relaxation, like long postures on your back, on your stomach, on your side. The whole concept is to do like less, to also like rewire your brain into being okay, like not necessarily doing or achieving or reaching like any peak posture or goal, knowing that your body needs the same amount if not even now more amount of time to like recover and almost unravel everything so the class is really structured so you have the space to kind of like to soften and then we'll go around it's usually me and depending on how many people um another kind of like toucher or feeler i don't know like feeler might sound creepy but like another person going around (laughs) and offering touch throughout the class oh that sounds lovely I almost would think that this is also very much for people that are like goal getters that are always like, go, go, go at work. And then it's like, okay, well, how can I slow down? And how can I actually like dip into my body a little bit and like feel inside? Do you almost recommend this for people that feel like they're like going super fast? Oh, so much. Like, yeah, it's an opportunity to, I think so much of us are always told like keep doing, keep achieving, keep setting goals. And all that is like amazing. And that's how you function, you survive. But your body also needs that opportunity to find like rest so that you're not always in this like fight or flight, stress releasing state, like your body also needs this recovery. But I think it can be really hard to recover. And we sometimes assume that, oh, I'm going to recover or or rest or take time off. And I'm going to like watch Netflix for all five seasons of whatever Shit's Creek is what I'm currently doing. Oh um, yeah, so good. But what I think is it's not intentional. Like if it's not intentional, it might not give your body the same 
recovery. So for me, things like when I'm tired, if I like binge watch Netflix or I like choose to drink or whatever it is, sometimes I find it's more of like a distraction from what I'm feeling. And it's more of just almost maybe not numbing, but it's just trying to like cover up. Whereas a yoga class or meditation or more like intentional rest sometimes can bring to the forefront or highlight how we're feeling. And that can be like hella uncomfortable. So even though for people who are like go-getters and they want to do all this, it's highly encouraged to do intentional rest, but it's going to be very hard at the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Do you ever do like shorter classes for, for that type of thing to like ease people into it? Or is it you like, how long are the classes? The classes are 60 minutes. We started to pair up and like, I love collaborations. And so we started to pair up with different instructors. Elena, we do a combo class strong feel. So she'll do a hit with people for about 30, 35 minutes just to get them like moving and sweating and feeling in their body. And then I'll take them the last 30 minutes through like a deeper stretch and I'll start to introduce the touch and kind of holding your postures for longer at the end of your workout. And we find that then starts to light bulb moments go off where people are like, oh, I actually really enjoy this. Oh, that like it's not as hard or difficult or whatever their preconceived notions were. So collabing with people. That's such a great idea. I love that. And that, that would be something that could pull me in a lot easier to to that for, for the first time. Like I love sitting in silence, but some days it's very, very challenging for me to get there. Like I'm more talking like meditation. So mm-hmm. being able to like, and I've done a similar collab like that with Camp Fuel where we did move in meditation or we did like a movement class and then dipped into meditation after. And there's a beautiful synergy of the energy flowing back and forth between the two. So I, I love that. And you're such a great collaborator. You and Elena, you did sweat fields together. Um, you guys are just like master coll- collaborators, which is incredible. I, I'm wondering too, for people who are at home and can't get out to a class, what are some things that people can be doing at home to be able to still get into that place or feeling? Yeah. The first thing is if, if you're by yourself or even if you have a partner, but just like some self techniques you can do is just being a little bit more intentional with slow self-touch movement. So something as simple as like applying lotion. So if you are applying lotion after your shower, just the first thing is notice. Like, do I just like rush and just want to like get it on and then get on to the next thing? Or can I start to slow down and just notice like, how does it feel on my body? Can you experiment with different pressure? Like, do you want gentle pressure on your forearm? Do you want like a little bit harder pressure? Um, Especially for everyone who's, we're now runners, because all we can do is like run (laughs) at workouts, like jumping jacks. Maybe your calves are really sore. So when you put on lotion, instead of just going like up and down, you start to like just squeeze along like your calf just to notice and have those kind of few moments to yourself to like physically go into your body. Because the minute you kind of, at least for me, the minute I touch kind of my body or I have someone touch me, it can pull me out of my head, like all my thoughts, my kind of things that overwhelm me and it just pulls me into my body. It's kind Mm -hmm. of like present focus. So even self-massage, self-touch, if even for a brief moment, it's allowing you just to be a little bit more present with yourself. So yeah, I would say like for if you're at home, 
first just start noticing moments where you could start to invite it, putting on lotion, even washing the dishes. I know that's not as exciting, but it's still really tactile. Like if you have to hand wash still. Um, and then if you have a partner, <clears throat> just like ask them, like, can you give me like a hand massage right now? Or can we do like an exchange or maybe a foot massage? Um, a gentle, we call it like heart mapping, which is where they'll stand behind you and one hand would just go like into the center of the chest and the other mirrors it like on your back here. Yeah. And you just get them to like breathe into it. It can be really grounding. I spent a good portion of my life battling the scale. I'd hop on the scale, the number on the scale would rise, and then I would jump on a crash diet, lose some weight, and then inevitably gain it all back. And this was a cycle that happened over and over and over again. And I had no idea what I was doing wrong at the time. Now looking back, I know exactly what I did. I didn't set myself up for success. Every time I went to release the weight, I would be thinking dreadful thoughts. I would be thinking, man, this is gonna suck. This is gonna be the worst. I'm gonna hate doing this. And I would be dreading going through the process. The time I actually lost the weight and kept it off, I had set a clear goal for myself that I was really excited to hit. If you start off on the right foot, you'll typically end on the right foot. But if you're starting off not wanting to do something, why would you want to do it? I developed this free weight loss Kickstarter so that you can set up the perfect goal for you. The link is in the show notes. Grab the program, get yourself started so that you can get excited about it and then get the results that you want. Yeah. Even like, I feel like washing your hands. Like, I mean, we're supposed to be doing that so often. So if you can drop into that moment and spend that 20 seconds feeling how it feels and focusing on like the soap getting all over the place, I feel like that would be such like a, a grounding moment in your body. Like if you're whole focus is on that I think that that's yeah. I love that yeah. and the idea of a foot massage as much as I'm like the most ticklish person in the world and that terrifies me it's like don't touch my feet I can understand how some people would be like "Ooh, I would love a foot massage <laughs> I'm or, just like the one weirdo <laughs> no it's so many people and that's like what's so fascinating to me about touch is that it's so like layered and different and you could be open to touch in a certain area from your body from one person, but then not necessarily the other. And you could be open to self touch um, from yourself, but it's going to feel different. Like I could run my hands through my hair like all day and it's kind of soothing for sure. But then if like someone else does it, it is amplified like 20 million times to be more enjoyable. Um, and so that's to me, touch is so fascinating. So you start to understand more where you enjoy touch, where you want to be touched. And then it's about, about like communication. So like, I love to get my feet massaged. I'm always like, please massage my feet. Um, yeah. But you could be like, please do like my neck or my shoulders or scalp. Ears are really nice. Like, and sometimes missed if you just like massage your earlobes or get your partner to, or like behind here, it's very like grounding and relaxing. It can stimulate like vagal tone, if you look into polyvagal theory, vagus nerve, I'm not a scientist, so I, you know, <laughs> I don't know enough about it. But yeah, um, if you stimulate massage to like your side of neck, it can help to also 
turn on our like rest and digest response as well. Oh, amazing. Some uh, Sybil in the comments said that kids love it and it builds their awareness of tactile comfort. Amazing, especially with so many people at home with their kids all the time now. This might be a great way to calm them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kids, like, that's where I think the conversation starts. Kids, if you have teenagers, like, for me, I always share the story that I grew up in such a touch household. Like, mom, like, everyone just, like, hug, kiss, kiss. And then for whatever reason, I'm a teenager, and it's like, do not associate with me, mom and dad. Like, pretend I don't even know you. I'm too cool. And I started to pull away from that. But I still craved it. But I didn't understand like where that that need for touch was coming from because you're like 15, 16. And so for me, I deemed it as like, oh, if I want touch, it must now be in a sexual place, like from those interactions. And then you go into adulthood. And at least for me, my then narrative around touch was that in order to receive touch, it must be from that place. So whether it's like a romantic partner or more of that like intimate place, I forgot that you could go and get touch like from a family member, from a friend, you know, you could go and say like, I actually don't need neck kisses or any of that kind of stuff. I need like grounding pressure like on my chest when I feel overwhelmed. I need like a hug that lasts longer than, you know, two seconds. I need like just a forearm press to like get me back into my body. So if you do have kids at home, it's a great way to work to start with them too, to be like, do you like a hand massage? How does that make you feel? Like, what do you like feet? Oh, you're ticklish. Okay, we won't go there. What about your calves? Yeah. What about like a nice back rub? And then if the kid's open to it, be like, now try it on mom. Give mom a hand massage. Yeah. Now yeah. you've learned how to do this. That's like almost like having your hair braided. Like I've been trying to get um, my husband to learn how to braid hair for years so that he could braid my hair. Mark is like, I find it frustrating to get my arms that far back, but, <laughs> but I'm like, it would feel nice to have somebody just like braiding your hair. I always have like a dream of being on the dock at Camp Fuel for the weekend and having like a braid train on the dock where everybody's just braiding each other's hair. I love that. When you were saying that and like the like having the pressure on you for for support, I was thinking of I think it's is it Temple Grandin that created a like for cows before they were this is like a completely obviously slightly off topic, but kind of on for cows before they're going to be slaughtered. They would created like a hugging machine where it would like support the cow all around. So it would feel like the pressure around around them so that when they are on their way there, they would feel comforted. And so I'm always like relating that to myself and like even like the heavy blankets that people buy, it's like the same type of principles that we're applying is like, it's comforting to be like squished in a way, like just to have like that feeling of pressure on you. Actually, have you ever worked with or have you, do you have any of those heavy weighted blankets? Do you use those at all? We don't use that. They're just like very expensive. So in my one dream world, I would be able to have classes with like everyone gets a gravity blanket. Mm -hmm. But I have used gravity blankets before just personally. And it is it's this like embrace um, this weight like on you that almost it's grounding. It's all about like getting you connected to the to the physical ground, which feels grounding. And so weight can do that a simple thing for anyone at home. If you feel okay lying on your stomach, if that's comfortable for you, you can put a pillow under your head. Just get someone to put their hand kind of on the small of your back, kind of where like the symbol of your athletic pants might be, your sacrum. 
and just gently like, where's my hand? Oh, there we go. Gently like press down and just a little like rocking motion side to side and little rubs can just be really soothing. And it can allow the person to breathe deeper into their stomach and their stomach will then mirror onto the ground because they'll be able to feel it on the, on the floor. Yeah, so Sybil says at the other extreme for uh, some touch can bring up trauma uh, experiences, but yet can be healing once trust is reestablished. Yeah, and that's a huge thing too. And for why I think sometimes touch can be, it's again, it's like so complex and layered. And, and so what I was noticing is instead of bringing up this beautiful comment that Sybil said, it's like, yes, it is, there is trauma and how can we work through that and with that person, I think a lot of people and more so in the yoga community, were just like, no trauma, don't do it. Like, don't touch. And so people were almost to me, avoiding it instead of being like, okay, acknowledging it. And then asking that person or asking of yourself, what can I do to hold space to know that touch could be healing, but that person might not be ready yet. And so for me, communication is a big one. So I always will say my intention behind touch before I start class. So it's supportive, it's non-fixing or corrective. It's just to allow you to have a new experience of being in your body. And I'll tend to tell people where I'll touch that day. So I'm gonna be offering like scalp, face, shoulder, hand massage. And then I ask people, um, they can opt in for touch. So for so long, we were asking people to opt out. Like, if you don't want it, let us know. But we were finding that that actually, like, is putting the onus on someone who's potentially gone through trauma or someone who just maybe is uncomfortable with it to then be the vocal one instead Mm -hmm. of asking people, if you want touch, let us know. And then we know instead of if you don't want it. Yeah, draw attention to yourself and make yourself feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, if you want it, knowing that it'll be here, here, and here today, let me know. And then you just kind of move on. So the big thing around that is like communication and allowing that person to communicate when they're ready or to know that you could be a person they could communicate to when they do feel ready for touch. Even I've had some situations where I have been doing like corrective touch um, through classes and I have not asked or I've not said I'm going to be usually I'll say I'm coming around let me know if you don't want me to touch you but then it's like yeah I'm putting them in a position where they're feeling very they could feel uncomfortable letting me know I don't want you to touch me most and I have had experiences where people have moved away so I'm like okay I need to be more aware of that and as an instructor that's like something you kind of learn as you're going but I love these are the conversations I love to have to just continue to get better and better with that. I'm just like such a huge advocate for again, like changing how we view touch, especially in yes yoga, but also like the movement industry as a whole. So I'm more of like, I rather over communicate with you where like you might be annoyed and you're like, Hey, we get it. Like you're going to come around and touch, but I rather be that because then it starts to spark conversations. Even just this one, like I told some of my, fitness like instructor friends or personal trainers I'm just like just tell the person like what you're gonna do because for me I'm not corrective in nature but for personal training sometimes you really have to be to avoid injury when they're lifting heavy weights so it's just simply saying I tend to put my hands here to help you align your hips and your knees whatever 
can I do that? Or like, do you want me to use my hands to help correct your form? Yes. And if they don't, you know, you just like let people know the intention, the why, like the more information they know, the more comfortable they are, I found. So yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Oh, Ashley, I love this. Thank you so much for chatting with me this morning. And uh, I'll see you soon. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. Bye. Yeah. The other day I was in a parking garage and there was this man paying for his parking, but his credit card wasn't working for some reason. So without thinking, I just grabbed my credit card out and paid for his parking. And he was a little bit shocked and wanted to grab cash out of his wallet to pay me. And I was like, no, no, just pay it forward. Now, he was really grateful that I would do that, but I felt really good giving in that moment. It feels good to make other people feel good, and you have the opportunity to make me feel good right now. If you enjoyed this podcast, and especially if you're still here, I would really love it if you gave this a five-star review. And if you have a friend who would love it, pass it along to them. Subscribe so that you can keep listening to these episodes. It feels good to make other people feel good. Thank you.